about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. Oh, it's a beautiful day in New York City, everybody. It's gray, yet the sun is coming through, and it's Friday, and I have another Friday with my wife. That's right. It was Friday last week that we got to have a beautiful day together. Yeah, we did a full date day. Yeah, it was really nice. It was nice, and here we are again. It's almost 2 p.m. We're still in our underpants. Living that freelance life. Yes, I, I said to you as I was getting my second cup of coffee around 12, 1230, I said, isn't not having a normal job the best? And you were like, yeah. Yeah. It's like we yeah. got nowhere to be. I don't have anywhere to be until about 8 p.m. tonight. <laughs> and I'm living it up. Woo! I'm doing tasks. I'm doing some job related stuff. I'm thinking about it. But I had a big job on Tuesday and I've had comedy every night this week. So we're work. We work hard. Don't judge us. Yeah, we work really hard. We do. I mean, we're saying it, but like in a self-deprecating or like sarcastic way. But no, we do. You've been working your took us off. Yeah, with my weekends gone, you know, I've been working pretty hard. I really lost you to the yoga. You think? Yeah, it's it's been it's been challenging. Are you being serious right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. I'm I, just in the last month it's become very obvious that it's like, oh yeah, like any time I get with you, we got to really make it count. Fine. You know? I mean, it's good. It's fine and and the end is near. The mics are on and he's like, I'm about to tell you some real shit I have not told you. I don't think it's that real. It's just that, you know, it's it's a lot, you know, two full weekend days that I don't get to see you is a lot of time. I know. And I can't wait to have that back. I know, me I, neither. I miss I miss you. I miss you too. Uh, it's hard to say these things to each other in regular language because usually when we're saying I these know. nice things to each other, it comes in a voice that listeners, you don't want to hear. Oh boy, you don't want it. You don't you, want it. <laughs> you don't want to be standing on the subway surrounded by sweaty people going to your job and hearing us going, me, me, me. And that's a substitute voice. That's not even no. half as bad as the real no. voice we do. That's just like a a mini mocking of what the true nightmare actually is. Yeah. But yeah, you've been working hard full weekends. And then like lately you've had a ton of shoots. So you're like busy at work, a lot of night shoots. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I work nights, but it's. Uh, this yeah. week wasn't so bad. I had a couple weeks where it was rigorous. Yeah. But now we're tapering off again. Yeah. Although I am holding a few days next week, so it will go from yoga Saturday, Sunday to potentially working Monday through Wednesday. Back at it. Yeah. Uh, and it's like hard work. Like you come home and your body is 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 just broken. I'm physically exhausted yeah. a lot of the time. You're yeah. in the best shape of your life. Man, I am, oh man. right? Toned. You're in the Ooh! tone zone. Ooh! Last night, I was so I bark for a comedy show. And uh, my job is to stand out on the street to invite people into the show. Mm-hmm. As you know, I'm just explaining what barking is to our listeners. And a woman walked by and she had amazing biceps. And I said, <laughs> I was like, hey, we got free comedy tonight. And she was like, I can't. I was like, you have amazing biceps. And she was like, thank you. And I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to say that. And she's like, no, it's nice. And then she kept walking. <laughs> but is that all right? I mean, they were incredible arms. And she was clearly like she was in like a... 
uh, Under Armour workout tank. Mm. So I don't know. Is that's it a okay? Certain, that is a certain kind of person. An Under Armour. Under Armour. That's a tongue twister. Under, under Armour. Under Armour. Under Armour. Under Armour. <laughs> I work out in Under Armour. I'm four years old and I go to the gym and I work out in Under Armour because I don't want bullets hitting me when I work out. <laughs> Um, Under Armour. Uh, I mean, I'm biased. I think you're non-threatening. Yeah. So, uh, I'm like, oh, you probably said it in a way that was like respectful. What's going on with these knobs? I'm just confirming that we're still rolling. Okay. Um, Patrick looked away at the machine as I was talking. And so since I get distracted and also I'm very concerned with having my stories being heard, whether or not they're interesting or not. I'm riveted by this story, hon. Uh, it's an epic tale. It's actually not a story. You just asked me a question. You're and making I'm, a point. I'm dissecting. Um, You're unpacking. Let's these unpack These are this. the things that we are doing. <laughs> these are the things. Ba-da-ba-bop. It's another jingle. Enjoy, yeah. everyone. <laughs> and actually, you did get a little bit of a peek of one of the voices that we do. For These are the things that we are doing. <laughs> it gets slightly. It's, it's like, like, a, like vaguely Asian mm, or, I don't know. or German. I, we did. We did reveal um, Roomba, which I do feel like has a hint of our like secret voice. Jace, I am Roomba. <laughs> it is so good to be back on the podcast. <laughs> I have so many things to say to you, listeners. If you are listening right now, I am Roomba. You are struggling. You are suffering. (laughs) And that's okay because you are in New York City. Things are difficult. (laughs) Roomba, so nice of you to be here. Um, What sort of things have you been working through lately? I know you've been vacuuming up a lot of thoughts and feelings. I process so many emotions, (laughs) daily basis. I have many appointments. With many customers, and they all struggle with many, many things. There are repressions. <laughs> there are depressions. There are obsessions. <laughs> and I vacuum all of these things. I take them in, and I process them. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> but that is how I live. I live amongst the dirt and the filth. <laughs> And I suck them up. I suck all of those things up because we don't we do not transact in old behaviors. Old behaviors involve raising the rug, sweeping these feelings under the rug, then we put the rug back down. But I am Roomba, I suck them up. If there are thoughts and feelings, negative ones that you do not want to deal with. I put them in my mouth. I suck them up. <laughs> but you must recharge my batteries. That's true. And you know what? That's a nod to self-care. Yes. Roomba works. Roomba, you do so much. You put so much effort into helping other people and cleaning up their messes and, you know, taking all these things in and helping people process their emotions. Do, are, are you recharging your batteries? Do you do you get enough care? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I, I recharge my batteries nightly because I don't know if you know this about the Roomba brand, but it is a uh, self-docking, self-relocation 
I know how to navigate back to my dock, my charging station, uh, and nightly. One, and one might say, Roomba, that we all need a recharging station. It's true. And when I'm recharging, it's more, it's not a recharge, it's not an electronic recharge, it's an emotional, it's more of a meditation. Oh, Jace. you. you <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're like switching in and out of interviewing. Roomba yourself because I am incapable. I'm a little confused as to who Roomba is still and what <laughs> she does. Yeah. I think so Roomba do we all need a Roomba? Is it is Roomba Roomba's evolved, right? Roomba's not struggling. Right? I, I forget what the feel, context of how like, we talked about this. I feel like Roomba has taken on the face of like like a Jesus Christ sort of situation. Like he, mm. like Roomba is going to sacrifice herself. Jace. To, to like, like she's lived, she's evolved. Yeah. Like she's higher plane than all of us. Yes. But also has taken on like the worldly struggles that we yeah. face. And like, she knows how to help us, but also like that is her sacrifice that she like, Sucks it all up. Yeah, well, also maybe that <laughs> she exists for a reason. Like Roomba knows that life is messy and mm, and mm -hmm. messes occur, and that's mm -hmm. a part of life. Like mm -hmm. we spill things, we drop things, things that's get messy. That's not going to change. That's right. not going to change. Right. Yeah. So she exists for a reason to help tidy those things up because emotions can just be tidied, in my opinion. <laughs> well, we all know that you're very good at compartmentalizing them. Uh, and I'm basing and this Roomba voice. Would not would not be into that. By the way. Roomba would say live messy. No, well, Roomba would say... She wouldn't say compartmentalize them. Oh, no. Well, she has a compartment a compartment where all the shit goes. Where she stores it all. But yeah, gotta, but then she recharges. She's got to empty out. She's going to empty that out. Yeah, There's a lot of metaphors. We'll work through this. And <laughs> Roomba will be a recurring character. Uh, but the voice, I'm sure we said this the last time we talked about this, is based on this woman who booked me at a community college to talk about drugs, alcohol, substance abuse, and comedy. And uh, after the show, she was like, there were three of us comedians, and she was like, this, this woman is like Italian-American. She's an actual Italian professor at this college. And she was so amazing, and she was like, your show was wonderful. We are so happy you came to talk about your struggles. But... I think you should know that it is very funny for you and you talk about these things in a funny way, but I think you must talk more about the suffering. <laughs> you must talk about the suffering. And I, I just, I will never forget how she said that to us. Uh, so, so inspo. Yeah. I got to remember her name. Roomba inspo. She had like a crazy Italian name. Anyway. Uh, <sighs> What were we talking about before we went down spending this road? Spending time, spending time. Oh, last Friday. This is our week anniversary of our last full day together. <laughs> yes. And what a wild... No, it, it is almost like, of course, I see you at night. We sleep together in the same bed. What? What? And what? I've, what? Been, what? I've been really living that nudite crudite. That's true. Yeah, you have not slept in any form of clothing, underwear, nothing I'm like for a, it's quite like a, a while now. nudist colony over here. <laughs> Jen Driscoll, who's not listening because she's taking care of her new baby. She knows what we're oh, talking about. Nico. Nico Gold Behar. Oh, hi, Nico. Hi, Nico. It's Uncle Patrick. <laughs> You'll hear this one day, this one yeah. random episode of... Who cares about Ross and Patrick? He one is a day. teeny tiny little peanut. He is a little peanut. We I got to meet him on Sunday. 
That was last Sunday. Yeah, so we did spend some more time than yeah. just Friday. Well, I was unpacking all this with Jenny, you know. Oh. We unpack. That's Jenny, his therapist. My therapist. Everyone. My art therapist. She's my career coach, art therapist. She gave me this book in front of me called Help for the Helper. Help for the Helper. Yeah, talking about uh, uh, vicarious traumatization. Like taking on other people's traumas? When other people's traumas are so intense that you don't even have a choice. They just kind of... They put it on you. Infect you naturally. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's more like you are... Yeah, it's probably you take it on, but that was back from... I had a client who was very, very difficult uh, and I was having a very hard time. Oh, right. Yes. Jenny gave me that book. Anyway, that's on the table in front of us. But Jenny and I were just talking... I was talking about how our schedules are so crazy difficult and uh yeah um like sunday was great but i think we both what was i saying about sunday oh i guess i guess i was you know just to be transparent i guess i was saying like there is an emotional intensity to being around new babies Mm -hmm. when you are a married person yes who is sort of continuously having that discussion with their partner Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, it was like a beautiful afternoon with them, and I love them very much, mm-hmm. and I love that baby. Uh, but you were getting freaked out? Not freaked out, just like, you know, it's like, oh my God, yeah, this is what real regular people do. Like, this is, <laughs> like, am I, am I, like, did I, you know that feeling where you're like, fuck, was the paper due and I didn't even start working on it yet? Yeah. Like, on some subconscious, subtle, subtle level, there's like a little bit of a panic or something. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Can we get Roomba in here to clean up this mess? <laughs> no, she's docked. She has to recharge. I'm sorry. I'm exhausted. But I mean, I do think that, um, you know, at least we're kind of on the same page about it. Yeah. You know, I think that we are. Yeah. Like, I think I'll have moments where I'm just like, does he want to have a kid? So I look to you to like assure me that you do. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't get that, I'm like, oh, fuck. But I'm also like, well, I'm feeling uncertain too. So yeah. like, I don't know why I would expect you to like make yeah. me feel better about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we're we're living our best life right now. It's true. I actually, last night I came home and you were asleep on the couch and I was like kind of riding high off of like a couple shows but they didn't go well like neither <laughs> show was particularly good yeah. but it was like one thirty in the morning I had all this camera gear that I dragged out to record my sets and uh you know you were you were asleep on the couch and I was putting stuff down and I went in the bedroom to like put the blinds down before you know it was just like winding down coming home mm-hmm. and just really did feel like I, I this is the life I want to have right now, mm-hmm. you know, and like it, it's, I really like that we aren't tied down to anything and mm-hmm. me too. I'm out doing comedy. You're out doing your thing. Like, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it feels like I'm living the life I chose to live, mm-hmm. which I feel so lucky for because yeah. things, you know, you know, we've talked about alcoholism and drinking and, there were just so many times during that phase or with workaholism and like working on these projects that like took me months and months to complete. There were mm-hmm. a few of those where it's just like, I don't even like doing this. Like mm-hmm. what, what is like, there were obviously moments I loved about it, but there were also big chunks of time where it's like, 
did I even choose this? Do I really want to be doing this? Mm -hmm. And like this society and capitalism and all our responsibilities of life just force us to have to do things that we don't really want to do. And that's always going to be a thing in life, of course. But like sometimes you do get pulled so far by things that like, uh, don't even they they feel like obligations and yeah. they don't even feel like conscious decisions you made and yeah I just like you know last night I just had this like shot of gratitude about that so yeah. uh I think we're great where we're at so what you're saying is you don't want to have a kid great <laughs> I'm saying that for today as of 2 p.m on this Friday I'm cool with us not having one <laughs> me too in front of us right now I know I was having uh, that thought too last night when I like came home from work and I was so tired and I was like I can just fucking sit on this couch eat whatever the fuck I want Mm -hmm. watch what I want unwind have time to myself like unwind the way I want to unwind not feel bad about it be by myself yeah that's nice yeah yeah that's real nice and last Friday like we had this epic day where like during the day we had like good that food too. together at the at the we there's this place we just love their biscuits and the <laughs> we had egg cheese biscuits i had sausage on mine we saw an entire pig get butchered wow which like now that i'm not really eating meat i you know i make exceptions occasionally but i've been i've been doing it pretty much since yeah. that retreat um it had, it had a new layer for me, I feel like. Yeah, that was intense. It was like a, it was the size of a picnic table. It was a, and it was cut perfectly down the center from it was nose, cut in half. from like nose to butt. Yeah. Just like cut in half long ways. Oh God. Like perfectly. And, uh, it was hard to look at that and, and. Yeah, I, I'm having a lot more compassion for animals. Uh, all the films on TV you can see now, and you know, I think it's just consciousness, right? Because it's like we've always had compassion for animals. I've never not been like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I've just disconnected. Like I'm just like that's one thing, and me eating meat is another. Yeah. you know, which is like what they, which like the government and the FDA and all the evil corporations that are in charge, uh, mm-hmm. bank on basically by mass producing it constantly. However, I will say that this place that we saw the pig is actually like a very upstanding yeah. butcher. And it's like, like they were friends with that pig before they caught it. <laughs> yeah. Hand. Or they were at the very least friends with the person who raises the pigs ethically and yeah. gives the pigs a good life. It was a good looking so. pig. <laughs> huge pig it was huge and i never knew i never knew where like of course you know where the ribs are but watching the girl like cut them out she was like a a female and a female butcher she's a real artist she knew what she was doing with that meat yeah that's like a real hipster butcher shop like everything is like farm raised grass fed ethically taken care of they bring it to this butcher shop with a bunch of queer hipster yeah, butchers it's, it's like a ton it's everyone there's i think non-binary might be i don't know the if they're word. non-binary but i think it's i think it's run by queer people yeah uh but yeah also working at v spot so often on these comedy shows it's like i love their food and it's like oh yeah you can totally eat amazing food and not have to harm an animal while doing it's true. it 
So I'm on I'm on the verge of of uh, vegetarianism or veganism or something. I'm know. definitely not dealing with veganism like that. To me, just I mean, like maybe one day down the line where it doesn't seem so fucking insane to yeah. me. But I just feel like that is a level of restriction that just feels so unmanageable. You love to your me. cheese. You love your eggs. Well, and because I'm trying to be vegetarian, I'm like I need things like eggs and and dairy and things like that that make me feel full yeah and i know i probably don't need it but that's those are like where i get some outlets i feel like you know i'm eating a ton of avocado and and beans uh so after we had our sandwiches we went to the park we laid out in the sun in in, uh, maria hernandez park Mm -hmm. we saw the dogs we love to go creep at the dog park. <laughs> we do. We're I think such we, creeps. We might have a neighborhood. We might be on a neighborhood watch list. <laughs> no, but I think that it's pretty typical. Like, I feel like people we've talked to that have dogs are like, oh, yeah, that's what I did for a long time before I got a dog. Yeah. So, you know, we're still in the creep phase. Maybe at some point yeah. before we try to put a baby in me at some point, we'll just get a dog and see how that works out for yeah. a little while. Well, what I was going to say is if we eventually get to the point where we're like okay we're not going to be parents to a human we'll be dog parents if we do that yes i'm still want a baby i think the door is still open so don't shut it okay no i'm not i mean do you ever have moments where you're like oh man i would really like to have a kid of my own or do you just like never have those moments I do have those moments. It's most visceral when I see like like um, a toddler mm-hmm. uh, crying out for daddy or mommy, or and mm-hmm. they look, you know, everybody's like a happy family, mm-hmm. you know. Infants, I don't really look at and be like, I want that, you know. Yeah, but well, they're like mush. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, the most visceral times are when it, like young families. Yeah, that looks very appealing. Okay. Just checking. Uh, yeah. Um, so we did that. We looked at the dogs. But back to our day of freedom yeah. without dogs or children. Uh, and then we went to a a, a fun a fun uh, sexual meeting of kinds. Oh. It was like a, it was like a work. We went to a sexual workshop. How do you feel about phrasing it like that? I mean, can we just be specific? Sure. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> What do you say? We can be specific. So as a Christmas present, I uh, decided to surprise Patrick with like a, a meet, a meet and greet of sorts with a femme dom, a dominatrix. Yeah. And we have just not been able to get our schedules to coordinate. Oh, Me, we are busy. We're on a, th- we're on an email thread with this dominatrix trying to set up a fucking appointment for like literal months. Uh, so we finally got it and, uh, we finally put something on the calendar. Yeah. We locked it in. And, uh, yeah, it was, it did feel more like a sexual workshop because it was more of like a collection of information session. Yeah. Like anyone that's been to therapy where your first, therapy session is just like they ask you a bunch of questions and like get your sort of history so that they know where you're starting from as take, opposed to just like the temperature yeah as opposed to just like jumping in it was very that mm-hmm. although we were in a room where they like 
do lots of things in there and there's like mats on the floor. And I don't know about you, but like I definitely felt just like a sheen of lube or oil, Baby oil. or something yeah. like on these mats. And I was just like, oh, can I like sit on something else? Please? <laughs> Is there a chair that's been soaking in rubbing alcohol for yeah, the night like, that I could I'm sit in? I'm in a silk dress. Do I have to be sitting on this right now? Yeah. God knows what kind of semen you absorb into your dress. <laughs> be pregnant right now yeah yeah that's not how pregnancy works but i think so um so yeah we met her and she was fucking awesome yeah and asked us a bunch of questions and i felt very comfortable with her Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know how much into detail we want to get into i don't know either (laughs) let's let's keep it general like so basically we're expanding our sexual horizons correct and we went to go to go talk to somebody about different uh, things that uh, <laughs> yep. that that w- people can participate in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're dipping our toe in the kink scene. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun way to we're say. We're it. like it's Pride weekend. We're exploring. It's Pride month. It's Pride weekend specifically here in NYC. Yeah. I believe the drag march is tonight. Yeah. Um, and I think of like kinky stuff and non-traditional relationships as being part of pride mm-hmm. and uh alternative sexuality alternative sexualities alternative lifestyles yeah. and relationships as being part of that so uh yeah i think in the spirit of that that was something that we yeah. dipped our toe in and uh we might be dipping some other things in you know oh there's gonna be dips there's gonna be a ranch dip there's Ew. gonna be a sriracha dip there's oh. going to be a KY dip. I don't think the first two dip. things sound wise for genitalia. Yeah. Jalapeno dip. Um, so, yeah, we might see her again. Probably yeah. going to see her again. Uh, I also am going to a workshop with her with like a group on oh. Sunday. Oh. Uh, and, yeah, we've got some events planned this weekend. Yeah. We're going to like uh, sort of like a weird, like not weird, uh kinky like pride fetish party tomorrow night which we've never mm. done anything like that before mm-hmm. i don't think it's actually going to be like a sex party or anything but so it's it sounds like, like a multiple performance space yeah i think it's more going to be like a it's a sexy time not like people actually having sex it's like everything you saw in eyes wide shut with no penetration I wouldn't say eyes wide shut because that felt very ceremonial and patriarchal. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this I think well, is well, women do exist for our pleasure, so don't get me. Started. Well, let's let's get back to some general topics because, like, I think I think what I want to express because I'm not sure I want to express a lot of detail yet. If you're curious about any of this stuff, come to one of my shows. <laughs> I, I've been talking about everything. I wasn't gonna get into too uh, much detail. I'm just like sharing that we're like gonna go to I'm, this I'm party. Not, I'm not correcting you. I'm just I just want to bring up another topic. Always producing. Sorry guys. Rumba. <laughs> Patrick, you must control your controlling issues. <laughs> You want to be in control, you overproduce, and then you ruin the conversation. I have to come off my charger. I was meditating, (laughs) but now I'm here telling you to relax. Yeah, just like let your wife Uh, fucking share some shit. I guess I just want to regroup and just say that, you know, we're seven and a half years together. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
sex is important to us. Yes. And uh, I think we agree that it's an important element to any relationship. Unless, unless you know, there are asexual people who sure. sex is actually not a thing that sure. they uh, require or, or want. So, And that's totally fine. And it's a choice. Um, but I have experienced uh, sexual frustration in other relationships in this one i'm sorry i just want to go back yeah i just said asexuality was a choice i didn't mean it like (laughs) to our asexual listeners out there i didn't mean that asexuality is a choice maybe you were born asexual but i guess i just mean that i believe somebody who is identified as asexual maybe we'll have an asexual guest on the podcast to explain this further but from what i understand uh it's something that they've explored and that they've like, I think there's a lot of people not having sex that are just like not dealing with right. whatever. And that's what I'm getting so to. So that's yeah. what I yeah. mean in terms of a choice. I mean that it's like a conscious thought and exploration as opposed to just like, I don't feel like talking about this or dealing with it because it's scary and uncomfortable. So I'm just not going to have sex. Right. And that's kind of what I'm getting. So go forth. Yeah. Just, just, you know, we've been together a long time. Uh, You know, we, we both value what sex is in a relationship and the purpose it serves. And that's how we connect uh, as much as, as much as possible, baby. No, like it's a, it's a real point of connection in our life and it's important to us. And we've we've had lots of ebbs and flows, and, mm-hmm. and over over seven and a half years, there there have been times where, you know, we've I I'll speak for myself where I've had the actual thought of like, okay, is sex not going to be a part of our life, and mm. can I handle that? And and I would have to like, you know, because there were periods of times where it was weeks at a time or whatever, and. I would get in my head and not know how to talk about it Mm -hmm. and uh, really start having these dark thoughts around it. But also sometimes positive thoughts of like, you know what? I could be with this person the rest of my life and not it not be such a priority Mm because I adore you. You like are an amazing person. And I actually do think we could make that work if we had to. But we don't. We don't have to. (laughs) We definitely don't want to. And so... Uh, all that to say that like we in the last year uh, have been like really um, making that uh, an important uh, trying to work on that. Yes. And um, so this successfully, this, I would say. Yeah. So the workshop we went to last weekend, last Friday was such a cool part of our day. Mm-hmm. And now this party this weekend and we've got lots of other things going on. And the point I wanted to finish earlier is like, if you are curious about any of this stuff, come to a show. I uh, really have been just telling rooms full of strangers, <laughs> very private details. And maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast. Eventually we're just not, I'm just, I'm, I have hangups about this. Yeah. Uh, so, which is and, okay. It's like, you know, it's very personal and it's heavy and it's like, stuff that we've just had to work through individually and as a couple. So like then to take it to, I mean, I'd like to say mass audience. Are you airwaves? Are you out there? Are you listening? Yeah. I mean, now's (laughs) the time to let us know if you're listening and if if you want to hear more, uh, because you know, I do want to connect to people that there are already so many resources though. Like there are, yeah. you know, we don't need another Dan Savage, uh, No, I mean, but, but also why not? You know, there doesn't have to just be one of anything, Yeah. you know? And I think that that's like, uh, 
Well, one thing I was going to say you reminded me of is like the power of connecting with people is uh, I, I did a show recently and I was talking a lot about my sexual proclivities. Oh, I love the word proclivities. Isn't that great? Those syllables yes. are good. Proclivities. Procl- it just feels sexual. You say it in a southern accent. It sounds so sexual. It's like, I got some proclivities. Uh. <laughs> you, y'all, I, I can't tell you about my real self in the daytime, but at nighttime, I got proclivities. I mean, you probably won't know this reference, but for those of you who do, it's very Olympia Dukakis in um, Steel magnolias mm. like she's very mm-hmm. she's sort of the the minx of the group but she also's got money her name she, her name is not clary but her best friend's name mm-hmm. is this. so she's always like oh clarice you got those proclivities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you have that you recognize that because that 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 vibe that uh what is that word i want uh that whole thing is in your dna that southern <laughs> Like that, that Suzanne is yeah, just I guess like, so. that's old, oh, that's old Suzanne in your blood. Yeah, that's true. Grandma, uh, grandma Suzanne. Yeah. But I was doing this show talking about these proclivities and uh, <laughs> this woman I've known for a long time just happened to be there randomly. And she, uh, she like pulled me aside to say that she appreciated so much like the mm-hmm. honesty. And then she shared with me that she actually has realized after you know uh, you know we're grown people after a long time in many relationships that she she's come out as asexual and she Mm. is dating other asexual people and I just thought that was so interesting and her her what that identification isn't specifically anything I mentioned in my act but definitely no it's not (laughs) but she uh she just felt connected and felt like she could talk about that. People uh, talking openly. Yeah. And that, that really gets me excited about if we were to open the door and just like really get super honest on when this podcast. When we open the door. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I love my life right now. <laughs> I love my wife right now. I love the police car driving by. Can you hear it, folks? I don't think they can. I feel like every time I think they can, they can't really. The sweet sounds of Bushwick, New York City. Ooh, Bushwick. So anyway, we had that sexual appointment. Yes. And then we left there just hungry for love and food. Uh, But it was also one of these types of days where we really made a point of... uh, no plans. We had no plans. We knew we wanted to be together, but we weren't trying to like rush home to do anything. Yeah. We weren't trying to like send emails for other fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like it was just like, we're spending time together. We're wandering around Manhattan. Yeah. We're hungry. Where are we going to go? Yeah. Like, and we did this like, which I thought was very whimsical of us to, we just like headed east uh, after some debate of like which direction we wanted to head in, we headed east uh, in towards the East Village and we just like went with the walk signs. Yeah. And we also, uh, we knew we were going to get cranky. So we did a little self-care. We got a snack. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a private word. We got a snack because we knew we were going to just start biting each other's heads off yeah. if we didn't like have something. Since we didn't know we were aimless. We knew right. we were hungry. We wanted to sit down and eat, but we knew we yeah. it's like. Things are going to get rough. Yeah. So we're walking, we're talking, we're snacking, and we hit 4th Avenue, and we start walking south. (laughs) And that's when we see it. The walk signs brought us. The walk signs. Yeah, we're just going with the flow of traffic, the walk signs, the crosswalks, the white walk sign. 
And there we were in Astor Place, New York City. And we saw it. We we saw it from a two blocks away. And you yeah. were like, oh, my God, there's like a protest up there. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a protest. I was like, all right, let's go check it out. Because as we know, dumpster fire, families being separated. Yeah. You know. Uh, everything's horrible in the everything's world. Everything's terrible. Everything's horrible in the world. And we're like, let's talk about us. I know. I but mean. But that's fine. It is. You're allowed to do both. Yes. All right. Yes. Just trust us. We're also very concerned about the world. Yeah. Okay. But there's other podcasts that will speak about it more eloquently. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. go there. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the Astor place. We get closer and they're not protesting. They are cutting a rug. <laughs> cutting a goddamn rug. And there's no carpeting in Astor place. But there's also no music. There's not not a note to be heard. Nope. Because as we approach the cube, everybody knows the iconic cube of Astor place. There's, there's <laughs> fenced in. They have fenced in people. Uh, who are dancing but not in a detention center kind no, of way. It's well, it's, it was primarily minorities, uh, fenced in. <laughs> it was not primarily, and minorities. they were being forced to dance. <laughs> it was Trump's America set to music, <gasps> anyway. No, uh, these people were dancing, it was a silent dance party. Everybody's in headphones that are wirelessly receiving feeds from three different DJs, and we're just watching these people. At first, like, what the fuck are these people doing is honestly where my heart was at. I think that was probably everybody's point, like their point, excuse me, point of entry when they like walked up to it. Yeah. You're like, look at this fucking idiot. Look at this fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's daylight. Like this is like 7 p.m. Like just like who, like, what is this? What the other, the other. Excuse me. We're both belching from drinking seltzer. (laughs) The other thing is, uh, like, what what is this sponsored by? What who's trying to sell me something? Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Who's trying to sell me something? What do they want my money for? Yeah, I think that's where my brain went too. Was just like, ugh, like what fucking bullshit? Like, what are they promoting here? You know. And then this this man caught your eye, and you pointed him out. This guy, the the red polo shirt guy, was just kind of dancing like a total nerd he looked like he was part of trump's america and there he was just free as the day is long dancing by himself in a red polo and cargo shorts (laughs) and cargo shorts but really feeling it yeah totally and then like you look around and you notice like oh there's like joy in the air yes and then i think you were the first to point it out you're like and look at the range of people like people from every background and ethnicity and like social class or um, sociological class. I don't even know how you say those Socioeconomic. words. Socioeconomic. Socioeconomic departments. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was just a real melting pot of it was. everyone. And and we're like watching and, and like in my head, I was actually thinking, I hope she doesn't want to go in there. Because <laughs> I love to dance, but I have to like, th- there's a context, you know, like I like, I like to dance at weddings uh, I think that's the only context you like to dance. Yeah, well, well, we went out dancing over here at. Uh, yes, one there was time, one random. That was night. really fun. But I feel like weddings are the only time where I see you like I want to go dance. Like you yeah. never want to go dancing. I know, but I would. Anyway, that's another topic. <laughs> so, we're fighting. So we kind of start moseying away, and then the security guard catches our eye, and she said, "You know, it's free." And we were like, oh, okay, whatever. And we kind of keep walking. She's like, you should come in. And then we looked at each other and we're like, 
All right, let's let's go. I believe I said, or, let's just do it. Yeah, let's just do it. You said. And yeah. you had some hesitation on your face, but I did not care. No. And there was no line or anything. So as it turns out, it's for, uh, it's not for any sort of like terrible evil corporation, I don't think. Uh, they're called Quiet Events. Yeah. And it was just some publicity to drum up for that business where they like put on these quiet events like all over the country. Mm-hmm. Uh where so silent disco, I believe, is how most people know it. And uh, you just have headphones that are playing three different stations by three different DJs. Yeah. And you just fucking dance. And it was free. And it was like a beautiful New York City summer day. And it was a fucking melting pot. And I was just like, my heart is full. I am dancing. Yeah. This is fun. The headphones had like legit high quality sound. Like the, there was a real thump to the to the bass. You you felt a kick, right? Uh, I guess I did a little bit, but also they were like messing up on mine a little uh, bit. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily have the same experience well, of like, these the, are some high quality earphones. My sound quality was great. And it took like two or three songs before I really let go. Yeah, same. Uh, I think I left my backpack on for quite a while. Yeah. But then we finally put the bags yeah, down. Yeah, we put it down. We, we were sweating. I was unbuttoning my shirt. Yeah, well, because you had a fucking flannel on and it was like 75 degrees. We were catching the eye of people. We were having like emotional connections with yeah. others. There was this guy in full Michael Jackson regalia. Like he had the Michael Jackson. Like he's like, been wait. Like he just carries it around all the time just in case something like this comes up. I think this guy wears that outfit a lot. Although yeah. he also strikes me. So this is like an middle-aged past middle-aged white man yeah like he looked somewhere between who may have been mentally disabled yeah there's something going on yeah uh but he strikes me as the kind of person that reads uh the event section in the daily news like (laughs) what's what's happening around town yeah 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 so he maybe he knew it was his free party and uh he put his michael jackson t-shirt his michael jackson royalty jacket it had like the gold buttons and yeah, stuff i don't, I don't know, know what you would call that it's like oh it's like a marching is. maybe a marching band uniform yeah or something. i think it's from the bad era yeah and in his pocket he had a silver glove that he unveiled during one of his dances yes. during a michael jackson song yeah. mind you yeah, yeah. Uh, Where there was also two little boys that also had like amazing michael jackson moves and so it was this dude and these two little boys yeah there were up front and center in front of the DJ booths and we were all like watching them do their yeah. moves and just having an amazing time. Yeah, I mean, little boys love Michael Jackson. Oh God, so obvious. Anyway, uh, it was, it is interesting though that Michael Jackson transcends so many generations. Don't get me started though because I have a real struggle with Michael Jackson. I, I often say, I'm like, are we all just moving on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we're all just plowing ahead, yeah. huh? That, yeah. He most likely was a child molester. Mm. I understand a very troubled individual. I think he went through very serious trauma his whole yeah. life. Uh, but we're just we're just forgetting that, I guess. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know. I, I need to research it. <laughs> but anyway, we did that day and we had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I loved dancing with you. Me too. And it was so fun. It was so... It felt like... I was telling Jenny this as well, that it was so... It felt so nourishing. It, and it, it wasn't about like, uh, you know, like 
you know, when do I get to see her? Like, am, are we having enough sex? Yeah. Like, like, uh, am I going to, you know, all the, you know, when I do get to see her, it's always in the back of my mind. Are we going to get to have sex? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it was like, so not about that. It was like, so it really did feel like. We also had had sex earlier that morning too. Oh, so that itch had been scratched. Friday date day <laughs> all day. <laughs> All day long. <laughs> that itch had been scratched, which I knew needed to be scratched. Rosanne, <laughs> you need to itch your scratch. <laughs> now you itch it, you finish, and I clean it up. And then, okay, that's something. And then we went to our sexual workshop, which also I feel like felt nourishing. Yeah. And so there was like, sex was like on the brain, like yeah, sex and sex sexuality. On but sex on but it was also like, I do think that there was an element of like that had been taken care of. So it like freed us up to just enjoy each other's company and not be like, oh, when we should yeah. make time for this and we're trying to reconnect and blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, it was like, all right, taken care of. Not that I want to think of it like that, but it yeah. did like free us up to just truly yeah. feel like romantic and yeah. like yeah. And in fun. love and fun and free and like you know, we went to this amazing dance party where we were like seeing other people look so free and just like, just like pure joy. Yeah. And like nobody really, like there wasn't this feeling of like, um, self-consciousness. self-consciousness. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, even the people that came up to watch that probably were having the same experience we were when we first walked up, which was like, what the fuck? But it was still funny. Like yeah. even if they were laughing at us, it was still from this, like, it didn't feel like a, from a super harsh judgmental place. It was just like, this is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like what's going on here? And yeah. like seeing people's smiles in that state yeah. was really fun to see too. Yeah. And that's why like, yeah, anything, it always feels so fun to just do something that feels like only play. Like yes. there's no, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. end game. There's no point no. to it. You're not trying to get something out of it. It's truly just to play and let your yeah. body be a like, kid. You like feeling like I love using my body now, like as much as I can. No, like I went to the gym two days in a row. I gotta, I gotta get over there by the way. Uh, <laughs> And I just feel good. It just feels yeah. good to like use your body. And it was so totally. fun. And, and yeah, just like being a person in a group of like, it, it really was one of those moments of like, this is the best city, you know, a hundred. That's what I've been telling people all week about it is that it just was like, you have those reminders living here in New York where you're just like, this is why I fucking live here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and that was one of those moments where, I mean, it's, it's fucking hard to live here. It's a grind. It's expensive. There's no space. We're on top of each other. Like we all need to like fucking Roomba, like mm -hmm. yeah. go back to our docking stations yeah. and like remove ourselves from everything. Like it does feel really important to do that. Uh, but then there's these beautiful transcendent moments yeah. where you're like, Oh my God. Like we're surrounded by magic. Yeah. And we all get to share this like really weird city together. And if you can like open your eyes to it and appreciate it and find these like common spaces and common grounds and like connect and smile at each other. Like what a, what a beautiful thing. Yeah. It was a real hoot. It was. And then a bird shit on my head right after and I didn't even care. Yeah. Yeah. You just kept it moving. I didn't even wash my hair like immediately. I went to yoga all day the next day. You haven't washed your hair in a week. That is not true. I washed it that night. Um, yeah. So we did that and then we had a really nice dinner. 
Yeah. Um, Nothing planned. It was like one of those fly by the seat of your pants, but it didn't like get out of control where it's like you try to be spontaneous and then you're just like, fuck, why didn't I have a goddamn plan? I'm hot. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Yeah. Hot, tired, and hungry. HTH. The old HTH. Mm. Yeah, I think like it's like letting the universe surprise you, you know? Oh, like just man. Wand- just like wandering. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah. It's like when you just like decide, like I'm not going to decide. <laughs> I'm just going to wander and see but I think how I'll be surprised. There's also that element of like, you know, I think in these sort of like spiritual communities, certainly things that I'm being exposed to more and more with like yoga, there's this idea that like, cities are toxic or yeah. they're too much and it's like you have to go to nature and you have to get out of Man, the city you guys down there in the city you don't live you just exist yeah fucking kip or skip or whatever the fuck his <laughs> yeah. name is kip the skip um yeah. like but there's so much there's so much to be had in those moments yeah. you know and i do think that those moments can be had more often than we give them credit for if we're like present yeah you know yeah. and like Sure, anybody can get fucking spiritual out in nature, like on a farm, like just trying to connect with like what's going on around us. But it's like, there's just fucking people everywhere living every different kind of life here. Yeah, And like that's amazing. Like magic happens all the time. Like the other day I was walking down into the E-train station at 34th Street and I rounded a corner. (laughs) Oh God, you're taking us on a different path. And I saw a man shitting against the tile wall. (laughs) And I looked at the French tourists nearby and we all looked at each other, smiled and shrugged and went about our day. Uh, It's just that kind of interconnection that I'm talking about. No, we're not talking about that kind of interconnection. No, you're right. Uh, Actually, last night I did feel that loving interconnection uh, because the L train's down and I forgot. I told you, I was like, I'm going to take the M home tonight. And And you forgot and got on the Yeah, because Tristan's talking my ear off. (laughs) (laughs) So go to the L train, guy get off at Lorimer, get on a shuttle bus, the shuttle bus scuttlebutt, tune in, (laughs) turn on. Uh, And on the shuttle bus, everyone was really... Except for one lady that was screaming at her daughter. She's like, push through, honey, push through. Oh, God. Uh, Everybody else is just sort of looking at each other, smiling. One lady said to a guy who was sitting down, she was like, hey, can you get up? This other woman looks tired. And he looked up, saw the old lady. He got up. The old lady got to sit. And it felt like there was like caring amongst strangers. New York, we love a common enemy or a common problem. You know, like I do feel like that sort of thing, like unites people. Yeah. Like I was stuck on the M train recently and nobody was really bugging out, but like having that common frustration, everybody was sort of like looking at each other and like bonding and being like, oh, can you believe this? You know, people that probably wouldn't even make eye contact with each other if we weren't forced to. Right. (laughs) So there is something to that as well, you know? Yeah, it's a special place. We're grateful to be here. Grateful to be here, everybody. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bushwick, thanks for having us. Yeah. Sorry about the gentrification. We're trying to do our part. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
We supported a local business. We got our uh, stereo replaced by Calvin and his dad. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, uh, over on uh, at Decalb Soundworks on Love Knoll it. Street. They're Ooh, relocating. We got a booming system now. Yeah, I got to check it out. I got to learn how to use that thing. It just takes a sec. I'm going on a drive upstate tomorrow to uh, Westchester to perform. So oh, I'm gonna need the radio. Another, oh, you had another Westchester. Yeah, did I tell gig. you? I'm in a, no, you I'm didn't in tell a me. Comedy didn't tell contest. Me. Yeah, it's oh. early show. That's so. Then you'll be home in time for a kink uh, for a kink ball. <laughs> the kink ball, the pride kink ball. How many people are going to be so uncomfortable with how much we're talking about kink? That word just really. It. You know what? Fucking get over it. You yeah. know what? Because everybody's got a thing, and if you don't, you're not being truthful, and you should probably talk to somebody. Okay. Okay. And it could be. Small, it could be like a nothing thing, like yeah. uh, maybe you like to be blindfolded. That's yeah. a kink, yeah. That's a kink, but actually, Mike Kaplan, we had him on our comedy podcast, and he was saying about kink that some people don't have anything at all, and that's okay too. Sure, uh, I'm I forget not, the context. I'm not buying it, I'm not fucking buying it. Well, well, what's too bad <laughs> is like, so you know. I'm feeling like hanging, you know, this hang up about talking about kink specifically, but like some people can't even talk about sex without getting all clammed up. No, exactly. Well, but that's, I guess that's what I, I actually think that sex in, in and of itself is like filled with kink, right? Like, like doing, uh, like really straight ahead vanilla uh, I keep on wanting to say monotonous, but that's m- monogamous. No, missionary. Missionary. <laughs> you equate missionary with monotonous. For some people, missionary. But maybe that's their thing. Maybe yeah. maybe somebody is just like, I love missionary, straight ahead, give it to me straight, sex. And I think I think that's just a preference. I think it be right. a thing becomes a kink when it's uh, fetishized. Yeah, or it's or it's just like not necessarily directly related to sex itself, you know. Mm. Or it's like some like a random element. Okay. I wonder what the definition is. Yeah, we'll look it up. Not right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm just saying that I think that uh, we all have things and some. The word kink, I think, holds more weight than it needs to. I just remember being at a family party and a cousin of mine who's like older, like a uncle, uncle aged relative. I remember being like 13, somewhere in the 13 to 15 range. And it was this family party. And, you know, I've very funny family members and there was like a lot of razzing going on. Some, you know, some off color jokes, it's, you know, some beers were being had, stuff like that. And there was some funny bit going on i forget where it was i forget the context i don't even know what was being talked about but i remember one of my family members saying oh kinky 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 you know joking about how somebody was making a joke about their husband or wife or whatever and i remember being so creeped out and like viscerally like oh they're like yeah pointing out this like thing that is like hypersexual about this joke about my family members. Yeah. And so I guess my hang up comes from like, are there like cousins? Like, does anybody listen to this first of all? And if they do like, like, I guess 
sexuality is important to you and I in our marriage and that is our family. But when does it become like odd to talk about one sexuality in front of other family? Well, we're not in front of them. And so if they want to turn it off, they can. Okay. Okay, hon. <laughs> I, I'm going to need a lot of coaching here. I know. And that's, I appreciate it. I come from the school of thought that like, no, of course I don't want to like get into detailed conversation with like my family members about like what they're into, what I'm into. Like, no, thank you. I'm all set. Like, don't do it. Don't. I can tell <laughs> that you're going to start doing something that's going to make me uncomfortable. Don't. Let me make my fucking point. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July. Hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. I'm home. Don't zip all, it. it. Zip it. I come from the school of thought that everybody with it within a safe space with peers, what have you. I think talking about sex and sexuality is really important. I think that we're really uh like suffocating. <laughs> I just spit all over the mic, which is why I have this protector on. Mm-hmm. And by protector I mean never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Windscreen. Uh I was going to try to make a fetish joke. Um, anyway, I think that it's at the root of a lot of problems that we are like really stunted and like, you know, we're so much more comfortable seeing violence than we are sex on TV and in films. And I just think that there needs to be more comfort in discussing these things mm-hmm. because that will lead to more acceptance, more safety, more education, like, there's just this level of like fear and discomfort, which is why there's so many fucking issues around it, Yeah, you know? So that's why I think it's important to talk about going to see a sex worker or going to a fetish ball. Yes. That might be some like advanced level shit, but like also it doesn't have to be like you could, you could just go to something like that and be like, Hmm, I wonder if I'm interested in this. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you're like, Oh, you know what? Not for me. And it's like, doesn't have to hold so much fucking weight, yeah. you know, yeah, where yeah. it's like this whole like underground undercover yeah. thing, you know? Cause that I think is what leads to a lot more STIs and a lot more keeping things secrets. closeted and secrets. secrets and that to me is Suppression, just, repression, yes. obsession. Exactly, Roomba. Thank you. You get mm-hmm. it. I don't know why Patrick doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. I'm just I'm just in my head about, you know. Your own stuff that's stopping you from sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oppression, repression. Yeah. Oh, but also, I, I mean, like I said, I share about this stuff very transparently with lots of people. Yeah. In a dark room where you don't know anybody. Right. So, Whereas but is that I, repression like, or is that just like personal privacy? You know, I think it's exhibitionism. Which part doing it, doing it. I think being more comfortable doing it like that, as opposed to like connecting, uh, maybe with like a small group of people that you know very well about mm. it. Mm. Yeah. That is interesting. Cause I think exhibitionism is something that you're comfortable in yeah. and that you like. And you know, one of the first bits I used to do a lot, I was a, I, I was a big fan of the moon, mooning people. Yeah. You love that. I haven't mooned anybody in a long time. But it's all, you, you know, but, you spent a lot of like your drinking years being naked places yeah. inappropriately. Like, yeah. 
You love that. But element. even like young teens, like One middle, might say, that's a kink for you. Middle school, high school, uh, I would moon people. Yeah. Or elementary school, I guess it started. You love it. Mooning people or like, I remember before high school would start for the day, you could come as early as like 630 or something and like eat lunch or eat breakfast in the lunchroom, hang out. And my bus would get there so early that you could just hang out. And I remember one time people were walking in and I like pulled my shirt up and pressed my chest against the glass. (laughs) Fucking weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that weird? (laughs) But also I think that that is, uh, there's probably some layer of that that is like, I want to understand my body and I don't understand my body and nobody's talking to me about my body. So like I'm dealing with it by just like, forcing it here's my body here's my body everybody it doesn't have to be your genitals but just like the genitals came later though like i pulled that for sure and i do and i do think that there's like that i mean we can really i I love unpacking unpacking things like this but like there is this element of like weird homoeroticism within groups of straight men oh yeah oh my god the like stories where from you're the like locker you're room? showing each other's you're showing each other your dicks you're playing yeah. with you like you're doing weird things with your balls yeah. where you're like you know the fruit basket yeah like doing whatever the fuck that is the like bat wing whereas like women aren't doing that because we're told that we're supposed to sort of be ladies yeah. and also sex objects so it's like the dichotomy of like be sex objects for men yeah but also like don't talk about it with each other and don't be like comfortable yeah. with yourself you know Meanwhile, Whereas, like, you guys like, are like hey can you hold this for a second you look down a guy's got his cock in his hands yeah but then also like no homo but i'm not gay yeah, yeah. exactly so it's like it's just such a it's such a weird entanglement of like not being able to talk about your body accepting that you're able to talk about your body in a certain context and then like shaming people for all different sorts of things that they might be into but it's like we come from a culture of like never being able to talk about anything yeah which is also why sex work is the oldest profession in all of history yeah (laughs) they do say it's the oldest profession in the world is is that true I think so. I I would believe it. I mean, I don't know if the evidence is in, you know, if they've been collecting data since, you know, pre-Bible. I don't know. I want to say farming came first. <laughs> That's generous. I think farming, I think light construction, finished carpentry. Wait, don't you think that like somebody had to fuck somebody before like a farm took off? <laughs> Which came first, the chicken or the sex worker? <laughs> the old adage, yeah. you know it. Uh, God, this episode was very sexual. We were not planning this. Wow. 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 Spicy. Turn it off. And you get can it tell on. I get very worked up about these sorts of things. She's got issues and points to make. Because as a person that did not feel encouraged to discuss sex and sexuality, and then I went on to study it in college mm. and felt. Oh, I studied sexuality in college. Empowered. I took a hands on approach. <sighs> You see what he does? That's, that's Roomba, Roomba, do you see what he does when I try to get serious and I want to unpack things? Jace, and <laughs> you know what it is. Patrick struggles with emotional connection, so sometimes he disguises his true feelings with jokes. Mm-hmm. So it is a defense mechanism. It is a coping me- mechanism. 
but these is things he will work on. I love Roomba so much. Bring out of him. I'm so glad we have Roomba now. Like that I can go to Roomba and be like, Roomba, do you fucking hear this shit? Jace. <laughs> Thank you, Roomba. Rosan, I, I do want to compliment you. You are so expressive. You're so articulate. <laughs> you have so many things to say. You bring so much value to the podcast. Oh, well, thank what you. What about me, Roomba? Do you, do you like how I am on the... It's a work in progress. Jason, <laughs> you need some improvement. One day, one day, Patrick. Thank God that I'm here. Thanks, yeah. Thank you, Roomba. Thank you for understanding. You're, you're so welcome. The ple- ple- pleasure is mine. I go charge now. <laughs> uh, Should we wrap it up? And we're... We're going to wrap it up. And you guys, when you go get sexual <gasps> after this, you better wrap it up. Let's all wrap it up. Y'all. Guys, Pride Weekend. Let's have some fun. Let's get fucked. Let's <laughs> go just, get laid. Do some weird shit. But please wrap it up. Be safe. And consensual. Consensual. Be sensual and consensual. Consensual and sensual. Consensual first. Sensual second. Safe third. And just tell the truth all the time. Okay? <laughs> okay. About everything. Dress up, have some fun, get out there in them fucking streets. Mm-hmm. Own your fucking sexuality, have a blast, but then also like get tested after this weekend. And if you're asexual, have a great weekend. <laughs> Come out and celebrate with us. Yeah. All right, All thanks right. for listening. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like bang. Bing, ding, ding. <laughs>